The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Welcome to The Career Confidant. This is your host, Marie Zimanoff, and we're so excited to have you here today. We are always on the forefront of talking about the latest and greatest in managing your career. Today, we are excited also to have Jewel Bracey DeMeo with us, and she is a career expert and mostly shares a lot of expertise in the job search process and been quoted in the Huffington Post Forbes, jobhunt.org, monster.com. So we have a job search expert in our midst. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jewel. Wonderful. Thanks for having me, Marie. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about job search and how to get found, get read, and get called from LinkedIn. And Jewel, I know that you have some numbers that you share with people And we're going to start today by having you share with us the three simple steps to find and land a great job. What Help us understand how how people can take these three steps to find and land a great job. Well, fantastic. And you actually just articulated what the three steps are. Get found, get read, get called. So how are we going to do that? Get found has to do with positioning your LinkedIn profile one time so that when the recruiters and the employers who are relevant to you are searching on LinkedIn for someone like you, someone with your expertise, then you're going to be the person who appears in the search results. You do that by keywording properly because there is a proper keywording and definitely improper keywording. You do that by engaging the LinkedIn algorithm. Quick note about improper keywording. One thing that I really like to emphasize for folks is that dedicated, motivated, and passionate are not keywords. That's not what we're talking about. Keywords are hardcore keywords. For example, marketing strategy, sales leadership, customer insight. Those are the types of keywords that help you to get found by the people who you need to see you on LinkedIn. And then there's get read. That's the second simple step. How are you going to get read? You're going to differentiate yourself to make sure that once you appear in the search results that the recruiter or whomever it is actually clicks on your profile. So, you know, there are layers here. Number one, we want to appear in the search results and be found. Number two, we want to actually get read. So, 
getting red is only going to happen if you look different than the next person. Back to what I said a second ago. You don't look different when you're talking about being a passionate, motivated individual who's detail-oriented. That's not going to make it happen for you. The way to get red is to have what I call and what I do for my clients. It's called a skyline headline. And a skyline headline is far and above the normal job title headline that most people have. So most people will say in their headline, it'll say Jane Doe, and it'll say Director of Marketing, Consumer International Bank. So it's her job title and her employer. Absolutely not. That's not what you do in the Skyline headline. In the Skyline headline, you want to say what your title is, what your keywords are, and you want to give a glimpse into the 360 degrees regarding who you are, what you do, the value that you really bring to the table. So you want to say something like director of marketing, expertise, structuring innovative campaigns that drive multi-millions in revenue. And so that has several marketing-related keywords in it, number one. Number two, it talks about the type of marketing person that Jane is, what she can do, Jane Doe. And this is what prompts the recruiter to actually click on your profile. And then that leads us right into our third step, which is get called. In order to get called, you have to be saying something in your profile that's actually intriguing and enticing enough to warrant a communication from the recruiter. I say get called, but it can be get emailed as well. Get called sounds better. So how are you going to say something intriguing enough to do this? you put forth what I call the amazing experience. So here's what's not amazing, just so we have a point of comparison. What's not amazing is your job, your job description. What's not amazing are your duties and responsibilities. All of that stuff seems important, but what happens when people put their job descriptions in there is what you're doing is you're describing the job. Well, many times a recruiter who's looking for, let's say, a marketing manager, they don't need to be told what a marketing manager does. What the recruiter is looking for is, hey, what does this lady Jane Doe actually do that is worthy of my attention, that's worthy of me making this phone call or emailing her to reach out to her? And to do that, you make your experience amazing. So what makes it amazing is, how specific it is. You're never saving stories for the interview. You're telling your stories right there on LinkedIn. Doesn't mean it has to be a paragraph long, but you can tell a story in a two-line bulleted statement. Crafted an innovative marketing campaign that attained a reach of 22% over the objective, delivered 11,000 leads and directly resulted in $500,000 in new revenue last year. That's specific. Numbers, percentages, revenue. When you put these things together and give repeatedly different numbers, different figures for your different achievements over the course of your employment history, that's what, we, what makes the experience amazing. That's what helps you to get called and so those are the three simple steps. Yes. So I'm guessing that part of this you've already answered, but when people are struggling to get 
a call or to get a call back if they apply, is there one of the specific things that you think they're missing? Why are they struggling to get a call back? Yeah, people struggle to get a call back, Marie, because they're not differentiated enough. So when your profile starts off with a headline that's just your job title, you have to understand that if you're a marketing manager, that's you and 15 million of your friends on LinkedIn have that's got that headline that says marketing manager. So why would a recruiter call you over the next person? You're not saying anything interesting. If you're sitting there saying, hey, I'm a dedicated marketing manager, I'm a motivated marketing manager, there was a study out last year, and I'm not recalling what organization did the study at this present moment, but the result was that dedicated is the most overused word on people's LinkedIn profiles. And they studied the year, the, the study came out last year, and they evaluated the year 2014. So the reason why people are struggling is because people are getting too comfortable kind of falling back into this cliche language. And you have to get away from that stuff because it doesn't make you stand out. It doesn't excite the recruiter to make them want to click on your profile, let alone call you over the other 15 million people on LinkedIn who are also in marketing. Yeah, and how do you recommend that people find language that's, differentiating language that's more true to them versus all of this generic junk? Oh, perfect. Perfect question. You know, I have a process that I walk through with people, and I'll share it with you right now. What we do is we start with the ads for the types of positions that you're looking for. Okay, so I ask my clients, you know, send me links to two or three things that mostly represent what you want to do. Usually, it's something that you have applied for, you know, in the recent past, something that you're looking at that really is kind of lighting your fire. And when they give those to me, what I do is evaluate that. And, okay, the job is marketing manager, and I read it. What do they really want? What does the job require? Okay, the job probably requires that they, it'll say, you know, this person will be responsible for defining marketing strategy that aligns with our organization's revenue objective. Um, the duties inherent in this role will include driving marketing campaigns, leading social media marketing. Uh, defining digital marketing, okay? So just in those two or three sentences that I just made up, the key words are right there. And the key words are marketing strategy, marketing campaigns, digital marketing, social media marketing, okay? So we have four or five right there. Those are the key words. All the way at the end of the ad, it'll say, we want this person to be detail-oriented and motivated. We want them to lead a team. The problem is everybody on LinkedIn goes to that stuff that's really filler at the end of the ad. So what I would really encourage people to do, pay attention to the top of the ad. 
what are the hardcore central functions of that job? You're going to take those and turn those into your areas of expertise and then use those areas of expertise as the foundations and the building blocks of your profile. That's how you're really going to turn around how this LinkedIn account is performing for you. Yeah, and it's fine to have those other words in your profile, but just like the ad, they should be supporting, not the lead headline. Absolutely, 100% correct. And I think that, you know, the reason people do this, you know, it's it's not people's fault. It's It's human nature. And, you know, when we don't know what to do, we do what we heard was right. We do what our friend did. We do what we did 10 years ago. And you can't use the same job search techniques that you used 10 years ago. That's not going to fly today. So people do it because, you know, we just don't know what else to do. So this is why I'm glad to be invited on on your show, Marie, because I want to give people some actionable strategies for what is actually correct and what is actually going to draw some attention to them so that we get out of all this cliche stuff that folks know is, is not working. Exactly. And when you think about those terms, I think the other piece of it is to make sure you're only using terms that are true for you. Just because it's in the ad doesn't mean necessarily that it needs to go on your profile, just like you wouldn't put a hard skill on your profile if you're not proficient in it. You know, if if dedicated really doesn't describe you, don't use it. And that can help as well, just limit those words by choosing the things that are really authentic. I wholeheartedly agree, and I'm so glad that you used that word because that was going to be the next thing I was going to talk about. You made me think about that authenticity piece, and I am huge on authenticity. One of the things that I emphasize is this is what we're going to say in the LinkedIn profile, three things, who you are, what you do, and the value you bring, and I prioritize those. Who you are is more important than what you do. 15 million people are directors of marketing. That's all well and good. But who you are has to do with the kind of marketing director that you are, the kind of approach that you have, how you think about marketing, what you believe marketing should be. We're going to present those things in your LinkedIn profile, and that's what differentiates you. So it's this authenticity piece that. I often find a lot of people are not really in tune with. And once again, I think this is human nature. I think that, you know, we're, we're a little bit scared to reveal ourselves. You know, we think, uh, you know, that's a little bit hokey. Maybe they don't want to know all of that. Yes, they do want to know that. They want to know why you are different. And the reason why you're different it solely has to do with who you are because millions of people do what you do. So when you embrace who you are, talk about that, not in a kumbaya way, you know, you can talk about who you are as it relates to how you define strategy, how you approach the creative campaign. And I, I just continue to use marketing as, as an example throughout my entire conversation. But the point is that when you are willing to embrace who you are, reveal a little bit of that, give people a glimpse. That's when you become authentic. That's when you look different than everybody else. And that's when you start to get the phone calls and the emails that, you know, you've been looking for throughout this entire job search. 
Right. And I just will give a different example. I was working with a techie who had written his LinkedIn profile, and it sounded good. It was very authentic. The first paragraph was pretty techie, which is fine, right? That's who he is. And I said, you know, it'd be great to add a sentence at the end of that that explains what you're talking about in plain English. And, you know, depending on your personality, if there's a joke leading into that, (laughs) I said, you know, if this sounds Greek to you, here's what I'm talking about or whatever it is, just to have a little bit of personality to make that conversational tone in the summary and to reach to a, a a broad audience, not undermining his technical expertise, because of course we want to attract people that are going to know exactly what he's talking about, but a nice translation in there for the HR folks or recruiters who might be looking for someone like him, catch their eye, speak to them as well in that in that profile. So it's a great idea to to be authentic, to talk like you would talk to your your coworker, and to not be afraid to have some humor or tell, you know, the, a deeper part of your story. It may seem odd because it's online, but as you're saying, it's really what helps people stand out. Of course, of course. And, you know, I strongly believe that we need to regard LinkedIn as a face-to-face conversation. And you wouldn't be standing at your neighborhood barbecue, you know, down the block saying these kind of stiff, stodgy, robotic things. You would be saying if somebody asked, well, you know, what do you do for a living? You wouldn't come out with all of those technical words. You would say something simple. You might tell a story about it, make it a little bit funny, make it a little bit relatable. So I like to have people think about what would you say to your neighbor at the barbecue if you've not met that person before? How would you describe what you do? You're not going to give them a bunch of jargon so that their eyes roll back in their head. You're going to present it in a relatable way. Okay, let's capture that. Let's put that on LinkedIn because LinkedIn really, it's, it's social media. People don't think of it that way because it's very businessy, but it's social and you have to treat it like a conversation, a normal conversation. Right, and the more uh, ability you have to do that or the more your profile reads like that, the better off you will be in terms of getting your audience to read what you're saying. So we're going to go ahead and take a short break, and we'll be back in just a few minutes. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. What makes great leaders? Results? A lasting legacy? Is it making a difference in your life or maybe the lives of others? I lead. 
The Leadership Connection with host Dr. Linda Sharkey will bring you the practical tips and tools to make you an extraordinary leader and by doing so, build a better, more successful and more profitable organization. Our show is all about you, the leader that you can be and the culture that you can create. Tune in to I Lead, The Leadership Connection, live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we are talking to Jewel Bracey DeMeo about job search. And we've been talking about the three simple steps to find and land a great job, as Jewel has defined them, getting found, getting read, and getting called on LinkedIn. And, you know, I think part of the allure to LinkedIn that I hear people talking about is this idea of getting contacted by someone out of the blue, right? Getting recruited. It sounds very sexy, right? We all want to be recruited. And in some ways, this feeds into the idea of the the hidden job market. And we know that that hidden job market is, of course, those jobs that aren't necessarily posted yet, but people are starting to talk, starting to look for great talent or there's a position that's going to become available, but no one knows except the hiring manager at this point. And this job, hidden job market is quite elusive. So, Jewel, how do you recommend that people find this hidden job market? Well, the first thing that I want folks to understand, the hidden job market is bigger than the job market that we actually know about. It's bigger than all the ads. Um, it is more lucrative than all the ads and all of that that you've ever seen. So I like for people to really just concentrate on what's hidden. It is not that hard to penetrate. You have to know what to do, but once you do, it is not a difficult endeavor. So... My favorite tool is good old Google. Google is something that offers a suite of search tools, and most people barely scratch the surface. Every single day, 25 times a day, we all use regular Google, okay? Well, one thing that we can do in order to really enhance what we're doing with our efforts and our time when it comes to job search Use Google to look up companies that you're interested in, Um, and you can determine that based on your industry, in your zip code, within a certain radius, whatever it is. Google the company. This is different, by the way, than just going to their website, okay? You're not interested in the company's marketing material and things such as that. Google the company, and when Google gives you results on anything, there are a few tabs. The, the first tab, I think, is, is there by default. We don't have to choose it. These are all the normal things that we see on Google when we use it 25 times a day. 
there are other tabs, images, videos, news. There are many other things. Uh, there's books, there's scholar, all types of things. What you want is news, okay? So say you're looking up um, USA Bank Incorporated, okay? And then you're going to move over to that news tab, and you're going to see what's happening in the news with USA Bank. What are you looking for? You're looking for growth opportunities. So a growth opportunity would be something indicating that the bank is expanding in some way, that the bank is launching something new, um, the bank is going not paperless, digital, um, things like that would be a growth opportunity. The bank has won an industry award. Um, it's the best of whatever from the, you know, the FDIC or whomever has, 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 is giving out industry awards. So when you see something moving and shaking in a positive direction at USA Bank Incorporated, read that article. See in that article who is speaking. It's always going to be an executive who will be speaking to the media. And what you then do is take that information, look on LinkedIn, find that person who was speaking to the media in that article, and you reach out to them. Now, what you don't do is say to them, hey, do you have a job for me? That's not interesting. That's not differentiated. That doesn't make you stand out. Instead, what you do is you say, hey, congratulations. You know, I see that USA Bank Inc. just won an award from the FDIC. That is fantastic. Or you say, hey, I see that USA Bank Inc. is about to break into the Northeast and you're, you're planning an expansion across three states. Well, you know, um, my background is in sales and marketing and financial services. And I'm really interested in what you all are doing as an organization. I was just thinking, would you like to jump on the phone for five minutes this week and perhaps have a short discussion? So that's all it takes. It took me longer to say it all than it will for you to do it. And you would be amazed at the response that you can get from something as simple as that. You're not asking for a job. They don't have any jobs posted. But guess what? If they're expanding into three more states, they need people to work there. And that's the way you have to think. That's the hidden job market. And that's one of the reasons why I say those opportunities are bigger than anything and everything that you would see advertised. So that's the way I want to see folks break into, you know, this big, elusive, secretive thing that people think of as being the hidden job market. Yes, and the major point there is that when they do their invitation to re- to connect, we want to make sure that that's not the blanket invitation, right? We need to customize that invitation. Probably not going to fit everything that you just suggested we say into that invitation, but we could share part of it. We could share that we saw the article and we'd love to connect with them, right? You get, a, I think, 120 words or something like that in that um, in that invitation. It's going to be pretty short, but it gives you the opportunity to connect with that person and let them know why, and then they could do a follow-up with the rest of the question that you've suggested. 
wholeheartedly agree. Absolutely. That can be a two-step process, as you just articulated. It's the perfect way to go. But you know what, Marie? I want to see people do this, which takes, admittedly, a few more minutes. It may take twice as long or three times as long than applying for, you know, some regular opening that you'll see online anywhere. But when I have people do this, spend more time on fewer opportunities, those end up being the opportunities that come to fruition. You spend the same amount of time on any of the job search boards that we all know about, you're, you're devoting the same amount of time. You're not getting nearly the bang for your buck, nearly the level of results that you will see, um, it, as opposed to doing it in the way that you and I are talking about right now. Perfect. And so you just have such great expertise to share, Jewel. How can job seekers connect with you or follow you? What, how can they get in touch with you if they're interested in learning more? Uh, there are two things. You can definitely visit me on LinkedIn. My LinkedIn URL is Resume Writer Philadelphia. Uh, you'll really find out a lot more, though, about what I've been talking to you tonight if you come to my webinar presentation. I call it How to Get Three Calls for Three Interviews in a Week. It's an expanded version on some of these things that I've gone over with you and your audience. And to register for that and see what that's all about, I use a bit.ly link. It's bit.ly bit forward slash rapid job search. bit.ly forward slash rapid job search. And I go into all of this in so much depth. It is all free. And the feedback is that people really do find it very beneficial and immediately actionable, which is why I want to share this knowledge. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Jewel, for sharing your knowledge. And listeners, don't go anywhere. We're also going to come back right here on The Career Confidant and go into more depth on some of these topics as well. So thank you, Jewel, and we'll be right back here on The Career Confidant. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Kless. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. 
Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today, if you didn't catch the earlier part of the show, go back and listen. We had Jewel Bracey DeMeo on the show, and she was wonderful, sharing great job search information about accessing that hidden job market and using LinkedIn for your job search. And most of the time, I talk to people who are frustrated with LinkedIn because they want the magic to happen, right? You want people to call you or connect with you and offer you a job. That's what LinkedIn is supposed to do, right? Well, part of getting that to happen, making LinkedIn work, is knowing how to use the tool. And Jules shared some great information about that, her three steps to get found, get read, and get called on LinkedIn, And I just want to dissect some of that a little bit for you and give you some more tidbits on how you can make that happen. So the first thing around getting found, and Jewel talked about keywords and the importance of digging to find those hard skill keywords that people are going to be searching for. They're not going to be searching for motivated, dedicated, passionate, as Jewel said. They're going to be searching for marketing strategy, software developer, Java, C++, whatever it is that is technical within your area. So if you are in counseling, like a lot of my colleagues are, right, they're going to be searching for those key words, whether it is the core competencies that you're a high school counselor, guidance counselor, that you're certified in a certain type of counseling, they're going to be searching for those actual qualifications. Now, doing some research here on how people search LinkedIn, recruiters tend to search based on job titles. So the more you can turn keywords into titles, that would be similar to what you're aiming for, you're going to be much better off. So let's say you're a marketing manager. Well, what other keywords might a person search that are going to be job title focused? So they might might search marketing manager. They might search marketing director. They might search marketing marketing leader, that probably not, but think about the job titles that they're going to be searching. Territory manager, 
right there can be a lot of different things that companies could call that type of position. And you want to include as many of those titles as are relevant and appropriate within your summary and even within your headline. Now, the tricky part here is that as you're including all of these keywords, focusing in on the hard skills and titles that are going to be similar to your title, titles that individuals might be sharing to find some, to searching to find someone like you, you also need to create a headline and a summary that someone wants to read. So Jewel shared the headline where it's just your job title and your company may not may get you found because that title is in there, but it may not be that enticing to read. The conundrum for most of us, of course, is that we're currently employed, and so getting overly creative with our headline might throw up red flags that, hey, we're searching for work. So what I typically recommend is that people keep their current title and their current company if they feel like they have to, but then add some kind of branding statement or core competencies to the end of that headline. You have 120 characters there. It's more than you think it is. And you can include a short branding statement. So what is it that you do? Who are you? As Jewel said, that who are you is is more important than what you do. In the headline, you may need to include more of the who you are if you're in, in a career change and you want to be broad or you want to catch people's attention. As we know, thank you, Simon Sinek, we're talking about the why. Why do you do what you do? So if you look at my LinkedIn headline, for instance, I talk about how I'm an advocate for the careers profession. That's why I do what I do is because I believe that if we are all happy and somewhat happy at work and, and getting what we need out of work, our lives will be better. And the career services profession hasn't always had the best rap, right? From the vocational counselor in your high school that told you, quote unquote, to be a bus driver. We really haven't always had the, the best reputation. And so I'm, I really want to be an advocate for the careers profession. And you'll see that right there in the headline of my LinkedIn profile. If you go in careers industry advocate, advancing the careers of clients and colleagues. So that's why I do what I do. You can have that information in your headline, even though you might still include your title and or your title and company if you're currently employed there may be some reason to do that doesn't have to be an either or you've got 120 characters to do an and so we're getting found because we're including those hard skill keywords where do you want to include those you want to include them in your headline that's the number one place that the search algorithm looks for those types of words. You want to include them in your summary. You also want to include them in your job titles. Job title fate, job title entry is where people leave the most on on the table. You have 100, 110 characters in each job title field. So if you simply put in marketing manager, you're missing out on about 70 characters. 
you can put in key competencies there. You could put in other titles that are relevant and appropriate. If your title was marketing manager, but you are also a territory developer or some other type of, of term there, use that space, those job title spaces to, to, to your advantage. Put in some keywords, put in those core competencies, put in the job titles that you can in those fields. Don't leave, don't leave all of those characters there on the table. Getting found then is also about having the, the right keywords, getting read about being something different. The headline place is important when recruiters search in their back-end system. They also see the very beginning of your summary. Uh, be careful about starting that summary in a cover letter format especially if you're currently employed, it's going to be very obvious that you're looking for work if, you're, if your summary sounds like a cover letter. Some people like to start it with a quote that, you know, that can work. You want to think about how to capture people's attention, how to write something that wants, that encourages people to read on. Tell them about why you do what you do, how you got started in it, what was your most interesting project recently? I don't want a chronological overview of your career. I'm going to get that as I scroll down through your LinkedIn profile. I want some kind of conversational toned introduction. As Jules said, it could be that cocktail answer, cocktail hour answer to what do you do? And a little bit more. Who are you as a professional? Why do you do what you do? And perhaps even a little bit of an insight into your hobbies or the things that make you more of a person than just work. And figuring out what you want to share there is is important as it is a part of your brand that you want to continue on through your profile and perhaps even on other social mediums that you might be including in your job search or professional branding. Now, this summary that we can put together is really about you. It's not about your company. But if you're currently employed, you may weave in some of your current company accomplishments or current company work to make it appropriate for someone who's currently employed. Now, no matter why you're building your LinkedIn profile, if it's to actively job search or in the hopes that maybe someone will reach out to you and give you an offer you just can't refuse, or if you're just building it for your, your career management, this is all about building a network. And so I would encourage you to have some kind of call to action in your LinkedIn profile. Now, even if you're actively job searching, that call to action should not sound desperate. It can be, you know, catchy. If you're looking for someone to help you do X, Y, or Z, that, that can work. It can be something that talks to current customers, current future employees. That's a great way to do it if you're currently employed and want to include some kind of call to action. If you're a leader, 
talk about how your company's always looking for great people and you'd love to talk to you'd love to talk to future talent. Of course then you have to actually be open to doing that. If you are a salesperson, talk about how you're always looking for the the next great partner and this is how people can reach you. The thing that this does is it gets your contact information into your summary in a way that's appropriate for your current state, employed, unemployed, whatever it might be. And it's not as desperate as putting it in your headline. I would never recommend anyone putting anything about their job search in their headline. Your headline should be filled with things that explain who you are and what you do, and none of us are employed. So that headline area and the summary can be a place to call to action and include your, your, your contact information, but do it in an appropriate way. So we're going to come back and dissect the last part of what Jewel shared, getting called how to be amazing in your LinkedIn profile. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. 
welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we have been talking with Jewel Bracey Tamayo, and she is a job search expert. She went through the three steps of getting found, getting read, getting called on LinkedIn. And she shared with you the opportunity to connect with her and take advantage of her free call that she's doing here this week. If you check it out at bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y backslash rapid job search, you can sign up for her free call to go through some of this in more detail as well. We've been going through in more detail how you get found, the keywords, where to put them, that how to get read, the headline, what can go in there, what shouldn't go in there. And now I want to talk a little bit about her get called being amazing, the specific stories you want in that LinkedIn profile. We don't want it to be generic. I don't want a statement that is vague. I don't want your job descriptions. I don't want your duties. I want specific stories about what you've done. And what's great about LinkedIn is it gives you the opportunity to expand on your resume. It should not be a copy and paste from that resume. It should be an expansion. So you can tell the best stories in a little bit more detail that than what you have on your resume. You can tell them in a challenge action result format, whatever it is that gives you that opportunity to really tell the story, be specific and stand out with those accomplishments and how you've added value, not a list of responsibilities or duties. Now, although we were talking about it in the context of a resume, Jan Melnick and I did a show on digging out those accomplishments on the 13th of June. So June 13, go back and listen to that one if you want some great information on getting accomplishments into your documents and or your LinkedIn profile. It's really about getting specific and telling specific stories. People struggle with this, especially when they've worked in a place for a long time working with an HR person right now who's, you know, will I define the compensation plan for 29 years for this organization? Well, that's great, but one, using that years can get us in trouble. Two, it's not specific. It sounds kind of like you could make it up, right? Oh, I defined the compensation plan for 29 years. Well, really, what were the specifics around that? What were the challenges? When... Did you have to make a big change? Find that specific story to back that claim up and make it credible. That's what these specific stories do. They add credibility to the skill sets that you've used. They get in those keywords without having to create a a list that doesn't mean anything. And they show how you've added value. What did that compensation plan do for the organization? Did it save them money? Did it decrease turnover? How did it add value? Then the last thing that Jewel was talking about was the idea of the hidden job market and getting away from the ads. Susan Whitcomb loves to talk about the difference between opportunities and openings. And of course, there are very limited openings. And the openings that are posted have a ton of applicants, maybe 
counterintuitive, but the number of applicants for open positions has actually gone up in recent years. So in, in 2014, 2015, the numbers of applications per job opening were going up, not down, even as the economy was getting better. Why? Because people feel more secure, so they are going to apply to more positions, even though unemployment is lower, more people are feeling comfortable throwing their hat in the ring. So when you have an opening, one, there's fewer of them posted, visible, and two, all the competition is there. So we are talking about looking for opportunities. And Jewel was talking about using Google to research your target companies of course, to be able to do that, first we have to have a, a target company list. So in the way back on March 31st of 2014, we did a show on great places to work beyond the magazines. How do you build that, that target list beyond just the Forbes top 100 or whatever it might be? How do you build that target list? You can go back and listen to that show again, 331.14. It may sound old, but the process of identifying target companies really hasn't changed that much since then. You build your target list, and then as Jewel was saying, you're going and you're doing that research around your, your companies, looking at the news. You can do a company search within LinkedIn and see who you know that used to work for that company, who you know that knows somebody that works at that company, and do the reach out to connect to those folks. You probably, if you were listening, caught my, one of my pet peeves is the blanket templated request to connect on LinkedIn. Please, please, please never use that. It does mean that you'll have to pay a little bit more attention if you're on your mobile app and understand how to adjust the invitation or you'll have to use your desktop to do that invitation so that you can customize it. And you want to help that person understand why they should connect with you. As LinkedIn gets busier and more spammy, lots of people aren't going to accept your invitation to connect unless you explain who you are and why you want to connect with them. If someone doesn't look real to me in any somewhat form today, I'm not accepting their their invitation. It's just not worth it to get the spam or the invitations to date someone. It, it LinkedIn, unfortunately, has had a little bit of a, a degrading in the quality of the connections. So you need to use that opportunity to customize your invitation. The other pet peeve is using the introduction request function within LinkedIn. If you know someone who knows someone at a company that you're interested in, reach out to that person via email, pick up the phone and call them, and make sure that they actually do know that person, that they're comfortable introducing you to that person. And by the way, it's best if you actually have a relationship with the person you're asking to do that introduction for you, which goes back to the importance of maintaining your LinkedIn network, not just building it. So don't use that introduction function by itself. Give a call, give an email, make sure that the person in the middle is willing to make that introduction for you before you 
initiate that process. Then Jewel gave you some great tips on what to say and how to interact with those folks. And my guess is that she'd give you even more of that great language if you want to connect with her and sign up for the session that she's doing this week. This is a mind shift for most people that you have better luck, better, well, not luck, better outcomes, being clear about where you're going, being targeted in the research, being targeted in your outreach, and really being proactive versus sitting back and waiting for a position to be posted and then applying. That is the biggest myth in today's job search, that one, all positions are found online, that the most important thing in your job search is going to be your resume, being able to pass the applicant tracking systems. That's all kind of smoke and mirrors to the real truth of job search, which is that it's the way it always has, which is through relationships and through direct connections. The online tools like LinkedIn are a great way to foster those relationships, to maintain them, to find out who you might know that knows someone. Use the tool, but don't get caught up in believing that it isn't the way it always has been, which is that the people that you know and the people that you can connect yourself to and through will help you find that next great opportunity. So hopefully you've got some great information today on how to use LinkedIn, how to make yourself more visible on LinkedIn and and get found because next week we will have another great guest here on the Career Confidant and we're going to be talking about how your resume needs to be revolutionized for 2016. So feel free to join us right here again next week on the Career Confidant. And in the meantime, you can always reach out to me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at astrategicadvantage.com. We look forward to seeing you right back here next week on the Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.